You're listening to the Now What Podcast, a podcast for women healing from loss that will provide you with practical ways to overcome challenges you are facing as you navigate the aftermath of loss. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward with confidence on your journey, then this is the podcast for you. It is possible to start loving the life you're living after loss, and here is your guide, host, certified life coach, and widowed mom, Erin Hinty. You're listening to another episode of the Now What Podcast. And just a huge thank you to you for choosing to show up for yourself by being here today. If this is your first time joining, I'm your host of the podcast, Certified Life Coach, Erin Hinty. I'm a widowed mom of three amazing kiddos and four furry friends, but you can learn more about me by clicking the link to my website in the show notes below. Joining me on today's episode, I brought back one of my very special monthly guests and co-hosts. She's founder of Moms of Meditation, author of The Four Relationships, fellow widowed mom, Corinne S. Hawkins. And if you haven't picked up her book yet, I've been sharing with this every month, please be sure to click the link in the show notes after today's episode and pick up her book, The Four Relationships. And Corinne, today is a very special day because you're going to be interviewing me. And thank you so much for being here with me again. Thank you. I am very excited to have this conversation because you recently took a trip to Fiji and I had texted you like, I want to hear more. Why don't we do a podcast on it? So thank you for being open to share with myself and with all the listeners, all of the wealth and abundance and wealth and experience, I should say, willing to share all the wealth in your experience and the abundant adventure that you just went on. I want to kind of, so, I mean, being a widow, having grief as a part of your journey on multiple levels with multiple relationships that you have lost in your life, we, I find always that is something that moves forward with us continually. And all the experiences we have. And so because of the topic of the podcast, I really am curious to know what part of where you are now in your grief journey inspired you to pick Fiji and the activity that you went and did. And yeah, share. Give us the soup. Yeah, that's that's such a good question. Actually, actually gives me the goosebumps just thinking about it. Okay, so um, many of you know who've been listeners, but maybe you don't. But I, my husband Andy died suddenly in a work accident in July of 2015, and before he passed, one of the things that we always wanted for our kids and I was to travel and experience life. And he was a anybody who knew him would know he's a kid at heart loved adventure. Um, and so I really was like, want, I really, really wanted to continue those experiences for my own kids. And it started out where I was just having a conversation with my sister in 2015, after my husband died about how I really wanted to honor that. Um, and she had said, well, you know what? Can you come with us on spring break? I'll plan everything. All you have to do is book your flights. And would you want to come? I was like, 
yes. <laughs> so uh, that was the start of our adventures and and traveling after Andy died is just building. First, we just had to step into that experience and show up and let somebody else kind of manage it and tell me where I needed to be and what I needed to do. And But we also created some of our own memories in that. And we had brought a little vial of Andy's ashes on that trip. And one evening, right at sunset, we went down to the beach with my nieces and my sister and her husband and his mom. And we stood around the ashes and we, we dumped a little bit into each of the kids hands that wanted to have some of his ashes. And we said a prayer and we shared any memories that we had. And then the kids, I have this beautiful picture of each of the kids going out into the ocean and throwing the ashes into the air and smiling and laughing and also like you could see that you know the pain in there as well but it it was one of those things that I was like this is exactly the way we needed to honor him and so over time you know I've continued to create those adventures for my kids but I've always had the burning desire to do something big for myself and in 2017 when I left my corporate career and started working with um, a life coach myself, I had found out that I would get a ticket to go to a Tony Robbins event um, after at some point after I'd completed my coaching. So I was like, perfect. Like that was the start. I went to one of those events and it was at that event that I really understood the power I had to create whatever I wanted in my life. And um it came up that I could um, purchase into kind of a series of events. And one of those events is very special called Life and Wealth Mastery. And they said one of the places, the locations they would have it at was in Fiji. And the moment I heard Fiji, like, I was like, I'm supposed to go there. It was just like this absolute certainty, but then I get to thinking about, okay, how is that going to happen? Well, luckily I had a couple other events to go to. I knew it wasn't going to be that year. And that was 2019. Um, and I went to a couple of other events that year and I was planning for 2020. Well, we all know what happened in 2020 and literally every event inside the United States shut down. The only event that, um, ended up reopening after the pandemic, kind of like the wave started to lift was Fiji and they were shut down for almost 22 months. But when it reopened, they decided to only host the in-person events for that in Fiji. So like a part of me wanted to go to the Marco Island, Florida one, but then when the pandemic lifted, they're like, well, the only option is either virtual or Fiji. And I'm like, nope, it's Fiji. So about six months ago, I get on on a call with one of my really good friends who's a world traveler. She's like, what do you think it is that's keeping you from making this decision? I said, I just don't know what's going to happen with the kids. I don't know who's going to take care of them when I'm gone. It wasn't even about what was going to happen to me so much. If I took this trip around the world, it was more like who's going to take care of them and make sure everything's okay so I can really show up 
in a space of presentness, like a presence when, while I was in Fiji. And so I called my mom and she's like, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure my health. Like, I don't know if I can travel. Don't know if I'm going to be there. Well, she started to really work on her rehabilitation. And in August, she, this year, she came up in uh, for a week for a wedding and she did really well on that trip. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to, and I kept planting seeds for like three, four months. I was like, finally, I'm like, I'm booking the ticket. I don't care what happens. I'm booking the ticket. And this is, this, this has got to be a part of my journey. I knew I wanted to travel and being able to experience what it was like to go halfway around the world and still feel so at home was such a beautiful thing that I never imagined was going to come along the way. But needless to say, I just said, you know what? I don't know if she's coming, but I know I'm going. So I booked it. And as soon as I booked it, then she's like, okay, well then I'm going to come up and then I'm going to see how I do with this trip. And then she's like, okay, yes, I am going to come up. And she stayed with my kids for a month before I went to Fiji. I spent a week in Mexico with some of my best friends and we've been taking trips together for the last two years. And so this was our third year of just enjoying the laughter and the, our childhood. Like we go back into these like little girls when we traveled together. And it was just such, it was a great starter for my trip to Fiji. And so I come back for a week, get ready. And I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm going, (laughs) I've got to. And I think where all of that being said is I just, I, at some point I said, I've got to stop doing this for other people and I need to start doing this for myself. And that's what this trip represented. I am so in awe of your strength and your self-connection, your willingness to put yourself in the lead role of your own life. I resonate with so much of what you're saying, and I'm sure so many listeners also. I want to back up just a bit. So your quest for adventure and travel and enjoyment with your family is rooted in your relationship with Andy, with your husband. That was something you guys valued. It was something you weren't willing to sacrifice in the loss of him. So you picked up that torch as a strong single mama, solo mama. And you said, kids, I'm brave enough. We're strong enough. We have the means we're doing this. And so you have had multiple adventures and experiences with them. And I I relate like we, so we couldn't have Corey's funeral for, I think it was like four months. He died in April, August, we had it. And as soon as it was done, it was like, we, I needed to like take my kids and just go. So we just went up to Duluth. It was a super quick trip, but we had so much enjoyment out of it. And I remember, and I'm curious if you've had these kind of things come up in your head too. I remember um, leaving Duluth and on the drive home, that's when it hit me like, oh my God, like I just went on a trip all by myself with my kids. Like I can't defend myself. I'm not strong. I've got two children with me. Like what, you know, was this okay? It ended up being okay. But like, holy crap, I just did that. Kind of like that fear came up 
in me after the fact. And maybe you've had that similar experience. But then um, we took a big trip the following year to the Rocky Mountains and the Black Hills. And it was amazing. My fare came in before we left. And then in driving home, what hit me that time was empowerment. The empowerment of I did this all by myself, me and the kids, like I planned it. I, you know, I arranged everything. We did spectacular activities. We enjoyed each other. Like it was just travel and time with family is always so worth it. But then you're in this beautiful space of, and your kids are growing and they're getting older. And, you know, like you are touching a point in yourself where you're starting to yearn for just you. You're allowing that to come into being for yourself. Not that you're putting down yearning for your family, but you're just, it's a different space of being empowered when you put yourself first for taking these leisure trips. So good job for being there. I love to hear that you traveled with a girlfriend trip before you went to Fiji, like you really packed it in. <laughs> I just have to say to to piggyback on what you're saying, like fear, there's emotions that are a part of our experiences. And I had the fear also, like, what if something happened? Who was going to stay with my kids? It's like, but then there's the knowing. And, and I think where we find that strength is, you know, we know we're going to be afraid. We know we're going to experience all these emotions along the way, but we're going to do it anyway. And that turns into courage. And when you come out on the other side of it, that's where then the empowerment comes in. Cause you're like, I know I can do this again. And I know I, for me, it's like, I know I want others to experience this. And our journey didn't just go from me going with my sister on that first trip to all of a sudden we're flying all over the world. You know, it was like a gentle process. It was like, we went on this trip with my sister. Then I booked a trip to go visit my childhood friend in Oregon. So we knew, you know, somebody that we were going to be seeing when we got on the other side of it. Then it became like, okay, now we're going to go on a trip out of the country to, but I want to do all inclusive because I don't want to be responsible for all the things because I need to see how it goes along the way, just getting us there. So it's literally like, baby steps. And I think everybody has their own internal process of how they operate. And this isn't to say you need to be any certain way. It needs to, it's just to say, honor whatever's coming up for you because it's little signal run and hide because you're afraid of taking this like crazy trip with your kids or by yourself or whatever. It's they just a listen. Yeah. It's it just a listen. Up. It's listening to the questions or the thoughts that are coming up, creating those emotions, because oftentimes if they go unchecked or unanswered, that's where then it can lead to overwhelm. In general, just kind of having these experiences, dipping your toe into travel to wake yourself up to wanting to taste life again as a griever, wanting to participate, wanting to have enjoyment. So this trip that you took to Fiji, what were some treasures that you found in yourself along the way? Mm, so many treasures. Um, even the journey there, I could stand firmly in my 
confidence, I guess you would say, in that I've set my kids up in a place where they know no matter where I'm at, I'm still there for them. It doesn't matter if I'm on the other side of the world or I'm right next to them. And the same goes with their dad. And um, it doesn't matter where he is. It, whew, I want to, I'm about to cry. Okay. I needed to talk about this. Um, it doesn't matter where he is. They always have that connection with him. They can look at a picture. They can remember something he said or a story I shared with them, or they can, you know, write a letter or whatever the way that they most feel connected with him. Um, and so I think that was a big thing for me, like being on the other side of the world, I thought they aren't going to be able to get a hold of me. They're going to be worried. They're going to like all these things. But I, I think like, I just felt really, really good that they always had that connection no matter what. So when I was in Fiji, when I arrived over there and I realized I could still get service and I still could maintain that physical like connection with them through just talking to them every day, that gave them a lot of comfort and that gave them a lot of peace themselves. And I felt, I don't even know how to describe it. I felt so at home, even though I was thousands upon thousands of miles away from them. And that's the beauty of technology, but also the beauty of relationships, right? Like home is where you make it. And that connection never ceases, whether you're still in the physical world or not. So I think that was the biggest reality for me. At first, I felt guilt. Like there was a lot of guilt leading up to the trip, which first kept me from even booking the trip because I was like, who am I to go travel across the world for two weeks without bringing my kids? Like how selfish is that? But I changed that narrative to like how selfless can I be to go gain from these experiences and bring them back? And coming back to what you're saying about treasures, I think think connection was the biggest part that came up for me. I mean, there were other people who came to this event from all over the world that I'd never met. And I had formed a connection with some of them on just a Facebook messenger because I found out some of the people that were coming. And we were able to just jump right in. We were all there for a very similar reason. We were all there because we wanted something more for our lives. And we were all there to gain something and bring it back and plant those seeds with other people. And so the biggest treasure I gained from all of it is that connectedness and that it doesn't matter where I go. um, I can create that connection wherever and whenever I want with um, just looking, you know, at least really just looking and listening for people around me that want something similar for their life. The reason why that's important is because there's going to be people on our journey that will do everything to keep us where we were. And where we were wasn't a bad thing. But what I mean by that is like, in this place of pain, in this place of regret, in this place of shame, whatever it might be, there are people that will try to continually remind us of who we once were or what we lost. 
but I encourage everybody just to look more at it from what we've gained from those experiences. And these new people that I met that I felt most connected to didn't look at what I lost because there was a day during the event that I was really having a hard time because we were working on relationships. What do we want for our future? Who do we see ourselves with? What would they be like? And my husband was standing right there, not on a pedestal because he wasn't perfect, but I had such a deep connection to who I became in that process of being with him that it was really difficult for me to imagine what it would be like with someone else that didn't, that wasn't him. Right. But, and it's been seven over seven years since I lost him. And one of the leaders came around and they're like, I was like, I'm, I don't, I can't, I can't do this. I didn't want to. I wanted to leave. I wanted to run away. I wanted to go take a nap in my room. I was like trying to find every way to get out of it. And they're like, what would be wrong if you looked for those same qualities that were meaningful to you in your life and the next person? Not that you're comparing. Nobody will ever be him, he said. Nobody will ever be your husband. But there's somebody out there that you can still create a deep connection, that can still be your best friend, that will still want to make you laugh and get excited and want to travel with you and do all the things. What would that be like? You know, and how would it be different? How would you want to experience life differently than you did in that last chapter of your life? And I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Erin, how beautiful. So you took this leap. You put your fear aside, your mom guilt you know, this, the logistics of getting everything to work out. And you said, originally, you felt drawn to go to Fiji, and you felt like you just had to to go and do this and be there. And it happened for you in you opening up to allowing yourself to take adventure, to put yourself in a lead role in your life, you were able to go someplace and be kind of poked and prodded into waking up to a different knowingness, a different desire, connecting with a different desire within you to meet strangers and develop connection, to ponder upon what does the rest of your life look like? Like our kids 100% are a big part of the rest of our life, but are we really meant to be alone as a widow? Like there was the space I'm hearing you talk about that you were invited to kind of wake up a little bit on your journey. Yes. Um, wake up. And then you, you mentioned being poked and prodded. That was like, that would be a gentle approach. We were, (laughs) it was not. And we were shoved into the next chapter (laughs) of our life in a very compassionate way because let's see, was it day two or three After, after the, uh, after the event started, we were told we knew based on other people going kind of what the experience is going to be like, but they always do some sort of very real life metaphoric experience. <laughs> like where you get some, like you're actually living out a metaphor and the metaphor is just like jumping into this new version of yourself that you want to create. 
And we all get loaded up on a bus one day and we head off to this location a couple miles away. And there's these giant telephone poles with little spikes sticking out of the side of them. And we're all about to be harnessed and climb up this like 50 foot, 100 foot. I don't know how. It was a lot of feet. (laughs) Oh, girl. It felt like it could have been a million feet. I don't know. But we had to (laughs) climb up this telephone pole. And then we got to choose. We got to choose. But whether or not we were going to jump off, all of us made the choice to jump off. But I remember climbing the pole. And before I even started, what I remembered thinking is I'm just going to take one step at a time and focus on what's right in front of me. Focus on what's right in front of me. Mm -hmm. So I need everyone to listen to that because this is exactly what I talk to my clients about. We don't have to know what's going to happen next. Sometimes all we need is to take the next step and focus on what's right in front of us. So as I'm climbing the pole, what I decided to do is think about all my loved ones that had passed with every step I took. So I was listing off their names, Andy's dad, Andy, Abby, Amy, my dad, my grandpa, my grandma. Like I was just going through all of the loss as I, and there got to this point where I couldn't name anymore. And I stepped above it. It was like the threshold of, removing myself out of the grief and starting to decide what I want. And so peace, joy, strength, adventure, love. Before I knew it, I'm at the top of the pole. (laughs) And then I'm like, all right, now I get to get up on the pole. Now I chose not to stand up on the pole, but I made it to the top of the pole and I wanted to sit on it. So I just sat there. And one of the things that the leader was shouting from the bottom is she's like, take it all in. Take it all in right now, like meaning look out at the beauty. We could see the ocean from the top of the pole, the palm trees, all the people at the bottom cheering me on. And one of the things I requested was like a dance party when I got to the top. I just wanted everybody to start dancing and having fun and laughing and singing, which is what I imagine at the end of my life, right? So Everyone starts breaking out at dance at the bottom of the pole and like cheering me on. And like, I'm just taking in everything. And then I decide and I start counting down and they're counting down. And then I like leapt off the pole and put everything that was in my past. it, It just all literally floated away. And I made the choice of what I was going to carry forward with me on my journey. And when I got to the bottom, guess what? I wasn't alone. I had like 40 other people there that were lined up with their hands together with a tunnel for me to run through. And when I got to the end, one of the leaders was standing there and like gave me this really ginormous hug. And it was a very emotional experience, but it was putting that metaphor (laughs) into practice in real life. And I will never, ever forget it. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced, but also like, that's the work I do with my clients. Mm -hmm. We can choose, like our grief doesn't go away. I jumped off the pole. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'll forget about all the beautiful things that my loved ones Like I choose to carry that forward, but the pain, the pain that I've 
process through and the pain of the loss that I experienced is no longer consuming me. It can no longer, I no longer will make space. I don't have to, I no longer need to make space for that because I'm focused on the beautiful moments that we shared. And I think because I'm seven years out, I can say that, but also because I have prepared myself to be at that place where I've really taken intentional time to create space for myself. And this was my last like phase of that process. And I really knew coming out of Fiji that that's exactly what I gained from that experience is the pain has shaped me, but it no longer consumes me. And I get to now choose every step I take with intentionality. And also one thing I talk about repeatedly, both on the podcast and when I go out now speaking to different groups is the importance of creating that space. It doesn't have to look like a two-week trip in Fiji. It could be somebody holding space for you like I do with my coaching clients. So you can really start to uncover what you want to carry forward with you. Or it can be sitting with your therapist to process through the pain, the trauma, the emotions that you've been holding on to that you're ready to release. It can be going to a support group and feeling connected to others and hearing their stories and how they've gone through a different journey. But now that I'm on this new phase, I choose to surround myself with people who don't look at the pain of my past because honestly, they see it. And then they see who I am now and they're like, wow, this didn't have, like our belief is life doesn't happen to us. Life happens for us. And if it happens for us, we can go back now and look at those experiences that we went through the loss of our loved ones and choose how it will be used for us and others as we move forward. And so for me, that's just one of the most credible things I have come to realize on this journey. Amazing. What a phenomenal experience. The description of climbing up that pole and the emotions that you felt getting to the top, the mindset that shifted on the way up. Like it just, it all speaks so much to um, sharing with the listeners, encouraging to take those leaps, to travel, to do things that your heart is calling you to do, that you feel like I should be there. I should do that. I don't know how it's going to work, but I feel like I, it, it needs to work. Um, so what I heard you saying was lift yourself up, climb above your troubles in your life take the leap, be daring enough to take the leap and to choose how you are and how you want to be living now, despite what you have to climb above. Is there anything else in closing, Erin, that you want to encourage your listeners to do when they think of maybe a trip that they have in their heart that they are wanting to take, but aren't sure of the logistics or have some fear, have some guilt. Like what, what, what do you want to say to them right now? Feel it, feel the fear, feel the guilt. And many times we have questions that we ask ourselves and 
one of the most powerful realizations that I've come across is when we don't answer our own questions, it'll keep us from figuring the next step out. But sometimes we don't even know the questions to ask ourselves to get to where we're going. And so I have supported many women through my own personal coaching program who have said, I have the desire to do this, but they come up with all the reasons why they can't. And then we look at it from a different lens and figure out all the reasons why they can. And not that one has to weigh against the other, but we have to honor all the reasons why they can't because then we can turn them into reasons why they can. And then once they've got kind of their framework of how they just internally process things, and this could be travel, right? Like we're talking specifically about travel, but if they applied what they learned as they're going through the motions of preparing, they're going to be able to use that in every other area of their life with their relationships, their money, their health, um, their career, their mission, all the things. And so that's what I get to help continually reinforce once we uncover what those things are um, to help them really lay the foundation for whatever's next. We can't just move to whatever's next. We might want to, but oftentimes we may be avoiding something that we need to really sit with right now. Um, and I've learned that more and more after each loss. Um, I kind of go through a list of questions. I'm like, all right, who am I now? Or is who I am now different than who I was before this happened just because this happened? No. Is who I'm going to serve different than who I have committed to serving before? Maybe. I'm open to exploring that. Is there something that I've learned from this experience or need from this experience that I need to honor for myself right now? Probably. You know, so there's just like things that I can work through. I never once asked, what do I need to do? <laughs> what do I need to do? Because Many times it isn't a matter of what we need to do. It's how we just need to be. And giving mm -hmm. ourselves permission to be whatever we need to be in those moments will allow us to get to that place of knowing faster, knowing what we need for ourselves next. And so if I can just leave um, the listeners today with, even if you don't know how you're going to get there, if you just have the desire to take the next step, to trust that whatever happens next is going to be happening for you. And that comes from a place of like sometimes hope or excitement or like encouragement, wherever it's going to be for you is going to be exactly where you're supposed to be. And we can figure out the how along the way. Just be whatever you need to be in these moments. And when you choose you, as you so bravely did, Aaron, and traveling halfway across the world or however far it was, and going to Fiji with a bunch of strangers, <laughs> when you choose you, you empower yourself to keep living and to dream and to be bigger than the things that keep trying to confine you. Mm -hmm. For, for sure. And 
I can say from firsthand experience that because I, I chose me, I will say I was able to chose me because like faith is my foundation, right? There's like my belief system and what I just know. And then, and then like, I know that I needed this, but I didn't know why I just, I trusted it. I trusted and I had faith that like it was supposed to happen. And so when I'm, I'm coming back and really feeling it, I, this is the first trip I can honestly say I've come back from that. I didn't feel overwhelmed coming back to the day-to-day grind. Honestly, I didn't even think about it. Some people on the trip were saying like, oh, I can't wait till I get home or I don't want to go home. And I'm like, I'm enjoying where I'm at right now. I think about climbing the pole and it was like, take the next step and focus on where I'm at right now. Focus on where I'm at. I really ingrained and immersed myself in where I was in complete presence. Because oftentimes when we think about a future, especially a future without our loved one, it can feel very overwhelming and very uncertain. And it's completely out of our control (laughs) to a certain extent, right? Except for the choices that we make. And so I just really um, came back from this. And because I stayed in a complete state of presence and really connected with my feelings and connected what I needed from it, I was able to integrate all of that into my life and pour into my kids when I came back and be excited to be back and not focused on all the things that went out of control when I was gone and all the things I was just present with them and enjoyed that time and appreciated where I was at and then started focusing on like, how am I going to use this to continue to serve this amazing community of of people that I have the honor of working with every day. Well, you're just amazing, Erin. Thank you so much for sharing. You are. Thank you so much for sharing about your trip and your personal insights and lending us grievers a perspective of how to move up, up, up and take a leap and trust because there will be people when you land, like you said, who will cheer you on and hold you up. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for taking this time to interview me today. My pleasure. Yeah. And I can't wait to do the same with you. We'll, we'll definitely dig into some of the lessons you've learned along the way in the future. And For those of you who are still listening, I know many of you may be feeling lost or overwhelmed or unsure what to do next. So I just want to, as you know, today after listening that I can completely relate, which is why I decided to start this podcast. Um, And after the loss of my own husband and other losses, I wish I had the same. So it was the next steps that I chose and the framework that I followed on my own personal journey that's really allowed me to create this foundation for my life. And I want the same for each and every one of you. So if you choose to decide to uncover what it is that's next for you, I do offer you a 30-minute breakthrough call with me in the next few days. So you can click the link in the show notes below to schedule your free 30-minute breakthrough call. And for those of you who would love to learn more about Corinne, as I have, and the work that she does, you can visit www.korinn.com. 
And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast today so you can catch future episodes with Corinne and other special guests as we navigate now what in the aftermath of loss. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy lives to show up for yourselves today. And we'll keep digging in to other stories and things that will be supportive to you on the journey ahead. Have a beautiful day. If you've enjoyed today's podcast and want to design a life you truly love after loss, I invite you to join my Becoming You coaching program. It's a program for women healing from loss where I can personally help you get unstuck and moving forward with confidence. If you're asking yourself, what do I do now? Don't wait another minute to get started and go to www.erinhinty.com linked in the show notes below and schedule your free 30-minute breakthrough session today. I look forward to uncovering what's next for you on your journey.